So as the auto deal, uh, automakers are ramping up production on electric vehicles, the reality of the matter is that there just aren't enough being sold, which is causing more of these vehicles to sit ready, waiting for you to come make that purchase on the lot. Now, Cox Automotive did a study. 51% of consumers say that they're considering a newer used EV. That's up from 38% two years ago. EV sales, about 6.5% of the auto market so far. That That's almost 2% up that I think it what it was end of, beginning of last year, end of the year before where it was about 4.8%. So that's continuing to move up. That's a good thing. But there are still, I think, substantial fears that consumers need to overcome to pull the trigger, whether that's range range anxiety or the cost or the, the infrastructure, the charging, whatever it is. But the reality is sales just aren't keeping up with production and availability. So the nationwide supply of EVs in stock has gone up nearly 350% this year to more than 92,000 units. To put that into perspective, that's about three three months' worth of supply of EVs, which is about twice the, the industry average. So you've got less people wanting to buy EVs. Well, more people want them, but they're just not buying them. The stock is there. They're there for you. Um, meanwhile, you've got less than two months' worth of product of of ICE vehicles, gas-powered engines. So it, it's an interesting uh, market now for EVs. And Michelle Krebs is an executive analyst for Cox Automotive. She joins us this afternoon on JR Afternoon. Michelle, good to have you with us. You know, I, I, I've looked at what Tesla's doing the last couple of months. They've cut prices back about 2000 per vehicle, almost across the board. That was back in May. So is that making it more difficult for other automakers in the market space because Tesla's got a built-in head start. So while they're trying to play catch-up to a certain extent, Tesla's able to roll back the cost. It, it, does that make it difficult for automakers? That's definitely a challenge. Um, Tesla dominates the market, uh, and it sees all of these other competitors coming on board, and it's in a position that it can adjust prices. They've They've dropped them, they've raised them, they've been all over the map and keeps everybody on their toes guessing. So, um, yes, that, that's, a, that's a challenge. But we've also seen started to see discounting from other EV mm-hmm. makers, too, uh, as a result of Tesla. What kind of work do you think still needs to be done from an OEM perspective? I mean, all of those fears are still there, right, for people. Whether they're ready or not to hop in, I think there's still a little bit of trepidation for people if they're getting into the EV space. Because it almost feels like a chicken or the egg, right? Like, do you make the vehicles available for people and then hope that they those fears uh, kind of extinguish? Or do you try to sell them ahead of time before they get the car? It's a tough spot for them to be in, isn't it? It is. We're calling it the field of dreams moment because they're being they're, they're being built and they're waiting for customers to come. And they they probably will eventually. This is a brand new technology. Um, not everybody understands it very well, including you know the people selling them. Uh, you know the sales mm-hmm. people. Um, price is an obstacle, although, and I don't think that people understand that the price is actually coming down. We just got brand new data before I came on uh, that the uh, average. Uh, EV price dropped by 20%. It's mm. now, it, it, a year ago, it, the average EV cost $66,000. It's now down to $53,000, which is a little bit, was the average price of a 
gas vehicle is about 48000 So it's still higher uh, and certainly out of the reach of a lot of people. So price, when we talk to people, is the number one obstacle. But so is the EV charging infrastructure, and um, that's improving, but we're seeing a lot of stories about um, there aren't uh, EV chargers or when people get to a charger, it's out, it's not working. So um, there's a lot of issues around the EV charging infrastructure. Well, and I think we have to look at the market, right? I, the market has always dictated mostly what businesses do with their products. And, and right now it feels like th- there just isn't enough demand. The supply is there. But there isn't enough demand, even though you've got 51% of consumers saying, well, maybe we would consider an electric vehicle. What do you forecast for the, for, for the automakers, the OEMs, uh, over the next five years or so? Well, we, we still think uh, we could be on course to hit around 45% uh, EVs or plug-ins. Let's call them plug-ins and in general because it's also plug-in hybrids mm-hmm. uh, by 2030. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of education that needs to be done, too. Uh, you know, consumers don't totally understand, especially like plug-in hybrids and uh, charging uh, mechanisms in their homes. And um, so there's a lot of education work that needs to be done by the industry, by the dealerships, by, you know, third-party uh, companies like like ours, like Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader, which is, are owned by Cox. You know, the the EV issues – Right. Uh, the electric vehicle issues have become they're, they're, they've become politicized. And yeah. and so let's uh, play a game with me here. Hypothetically, let's say a Republican wins the presidency. Let's say they, the Republicans win control back of Congress. If if there is a, a reduction of standards, for an example, and, and I'm, this is all hypothetical, but because the government, the federal government in particular, drives the standards for so many of, of uh, vehicles in this industry in particular, do the OEMs adjust? Do do they change on the fly based on the standards? Because I think a lot of people look at it and say, well, geez, the government's controlling this. This is the edicts they're putting down. But it's really hard to, to pivot a company like General Motors or Ford all of a sudden away from, from uh, this move that they're making towards uh, electric vehicles. Do you think that we see um, a type of pivot or do you think they're going to stay on this path? They have to stay on this path because it, it isn't just the United States. China, uh, you know, is the biggest EV market and has uh, legislated that it shall be so. Uh, Europe has uh, strict uh, EV uh, uh, standards that, that have to are going into effect. If you're a global automaker, you can't you can't just uh, back off. You know, the timing of certain introductions could be spread out. Um, so there there are some adjustments that could be made, but. There will be – the world will be EV in the future. It's just when is that big inflection point. You know, companies like Toyota have become really pragmatic in their their view and their outlook towards electric vehicles. They're taking a much steadier approach. They're they're a little bit slower to the game, if you will, but that's by design. They're focusing more on, on, as you mentioned, plug-in hybrids. Um, do you feel like there was a stepping stone that we missed, and, and instead of taking that third step, we jumped to five? Um, d- do you think that that automakers could have looked at hybrids a, a little more seriously and gone that route as opposed to jumping straight to EV? Because again, I think with all of the concerns that co- consumers will have, are having, or or eventually in the future will have, I mean, I think those are all very real concerns. D- did we miss a step here in jumping towards EVs? Well, there's everybody's a lot of companies sell uh hybrids uh 
you know, Hyundai selling a lot of hybrids. And I will say hybrids are in very short supply. Plug-in hybrids, not as much, but regular hybrids. So I do think that people think that's that's a stepping stone. Um, You know, each automaker has made a decision. Uh, Ford has got hybrids. GM has decided to go all electric. I would also add that Toyota has jumped on the bandwagon. And what Toyota just announced a couple weeks ago is it is going to kind of leapfrog current battery technology and go to the new solid-state batteries uh, by 2027. They're saying double the range on that, isn't it? Right, something like almost 800 miles range, somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, so, you know... Yes, I, they they are being more careful. They also make a lot of money on hybrids. About a sure. quarter of uh, Toyota sales are hybrids. But um, I always warn people, don't say that they're slow walking. They're, you don't know what's going on behind their research and development curtain. Fair enough. Uh, Michelle Krebs, great insight. Appreciate catching up with you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'd love to hear from you on this. 800-859-0957. Are you one of the folks, the one, one of the 51% of people that, that are con- really considering an electric vehicle purchase? I mean, you heard Michelle Krebs. The, the, the average cost of, of an EV in this country right now is 53 grand. That's pretty steep. And I don't think most people can afford that. But is it, what, what is it for you? Because, look, we're, we're being told they're there. They're on the lots ready for you to walk up and drive off with it. But for whatever reason, I don't think people are ready. And this is where I need you to chime in. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WCHAIR. I'm not ready. I'll openly admit it. I'm not ready for it. Now, maybe my next vehicle, I'll be in a better spot. But at the moment, I, I, I think a lot of people are with me. I don't think people are ready, even though there's an interest. Because the interests are there. But I don't think they're ready. Give me a buzz. 800-859-0957. Got to take a break. More next on JR Afternoon.